Hey everyone, welcome or welcome back to another episode of the Lifted Podcast. My name is Peyton. Happy Monday or whatever day you guys are listening to this. I hope you guys are having a great start of the week. And before we hop into the episode, as always, if you guys could please give this podcast a rating and review. Don't know that is how these platforms actually share it to people who have never heard it before. So similar to how TikTok has its for you page, Instagram has its explore page. These platforms base where they spread this on how many positive rating interviews it gets. So it mean the absolute world to me to help us grow. All right. So happy Monday or whatever day you're listening to this. Like I said, um, I'm very excited for part two, but really kind of part one of this hormone series. This is going to be the first episode where I'm diving into an individual hormone and diving into what it does, how high levels and low levels affect your bodies, ways to balance it naturally. If you missed the last episode, I kind of went just like on a rundown of some of the basic hormones that control our bodies and our everyday lives and honestly the quality of our lives and the quality of our movements and how we feel every single day. So if you want to go listen to that, I would recommend it. And the episode, the hormone we're going to focus on today is estrogen. This is a very female dominant hormone. It is found a little bit in little amounts in men, but it is mostly a female hormone. All right. And as always, if you guys are new here, this is the Lifted Podcast. So in the start of every episode, I share something that lifted me the last week, whether it be scripture, whether it be something that happened in my life, an event, anything like that that is going on in my life. They just kind of bettered me in the last week. And my lift for the last week was not a lift. It was a run. And that is the fact that I've been getting into running recently not in like a I'm going to become a runner type of way. At least that's what I keep telling myself to just make sure I don't become a runner because I don't want to become a runner. But um, I've been running like three times this week, so I don't know when I become a runner, but I'm just going to not accept the label. But anyways, um, it's been really addicting in a weird way because I've always told myself that like I hate running. And so like two weeks ago, I went and I ran a mile and it like took me out. And I was like, okay, that's sad. Like I can't be one of the people who can't run a mile. So like I need to be more in shape than that. So I started running like the next week. I was like, okay, I'm going to take a day out of my lifting split. I'm going to lift four days a week and I'm going to run or like make a cardio day. So whether I'm Stairmaster or jump roping or swimming or anything like that. And so that's my So then last I went for a two mile run. And I felt like I was on top of the world afterwards, like the dopamine. Oh my gosh. Speaking of hormones, like running. Wow. And then also I ran again the following Monday. So like this last Monday and I did three miles in like 30 minutes or like 31 minutes. And then on Wednesday I did two miles and I kept it in a 19 minute and then I just ran this morning another three miles in 30 minutes. And it's just like seeing the progress so fast is kind of reminding me of when I first started in the gym and seeing all of the like newbie gains and like I missed it so much. So seeing something improve so fast is one, both fueling the motivation for me to keep going and then just kind of like fueling a lot like obviously if you see progress super fast it's going to be a lot more motivating so hopefully i can stick with it maybe not three times a week but just something that i think it would be so cool to be able to just pick up and go five miles and be fine like i don't want to be a marathon runner i don't want to 
I don't even want to do half marathons. Like that's not something I'm looking for to do, but just being able to run and jog at like a decent pace and not feel like everything is taken out of me is a big goal of mine now. So that was my lift of the week. That was a very long winded lift. Normally it's something a lot smaller, but yeah, I've been enjoying it a lot and the way I feel. And I already feel like this is two weeks in and I just like feel like I can tell it's going to shift my body in a really good way because like I don't normally do cardio really so I can just see little differences like my stomach feels a little bit better when I wake up and then like my quad I get a quad pump from running in a way that I get only when I'm doing like a really intense lift and it just amazes me because I struggle with my quads a lot so yeah I've been very addicted to that so that is my lift of the week yeah. Enough yapping about running. Let's get into the episode and why you're here because I'm sure you probably don't care that much about my running journey, but just figured I'd share. Anyways, estrogen. This is made by the ovaries in women. Obviously, men, it's not because they don't have ovaries. Sorry if that's controversial today, but talking biologically here, okay? Everything 2024 put aside biological hormone wise made in the ovaries for women and it is what controls your rate of puberty and having low levels of it could disturb that puberty so you know getting like the curves getting your period it can it can come later and this one is a very important one because even past puberty let's see it affects the reproductive tract the urinary tract it controls your heart and blood vessels it regulates your bones your it affects your breasts your skin your hair your mucus your pelvic muscles and even the brain so uh yeah you got a lot going on with estrogen then having unbalanced estrogen levels as well as affecting all of that stuff is also linked to ovarian and breast cancers so very serious one here got to take care of it so let's get into what it means to have high and low levels of estrogen. Both can be detrimental in their own ways. So let's first start off if you have a low estrogen level. So this leads to mood swings, but instead of it being like an irritable type of mood swing, so you kind of get on your period, this is going to come and this is going to bring that like depression, fatigue, and this also low levels affects your metabolic dysfunction so it's more likely to lead to that um, which can predispose you to obesity metabolic syndrome and type 2 diabetes so a lot of people don't think about their hormones and their weight especially not something like estrogen a lot of people think of like oh cortisol and weight or like leptin and weight because that's your hunger hormone but no like all of your hormones all are linked and control things in their own way so yes estrogen is 100% linked to your metabolism and even getting to the point of it predisposing you, like I said, to obesity and type 2 diabetes. Having low levels is also what's going to lead you to having hot flashes, um, vaginal dryness, and very tender breasts. So your progesterone and estrogen are constantly going up and down in your cycles. So low and high levels um, are going to cause some of these things naturally it's healthy 
for your estrogen to rise and drop sometimes, but there are dangerously high levels and there's dangerously low levels, as well as constantly being high or constantly being low. They're constantly going through a balance. So you need to maintain that in order to have a healthy reproductive and just healthy body. And then if you have constant high levels of estrogen, this is what is going to bring you to irregular periods. Um, it can lead you to have more body hair, like pubic hair and underarm hair, because it, like I said, it's that like puberty hormone when you first get. So if you're super overactive, especially in the beginning, it can kind of just accentuate that even more. This is going to bring you mood swings, but a lot more of like an irritable and kind of like dramatic and maybe what's the word I'm looking for? That's not the B word. Um, not the nicest version of you snippy. We'll go with that. Um, that type of mood swing and this can give you really bad PMS like I said with the mood swings and just the pain and you're probably not going to feel like your best self um, elevated estrogen unrelated to medication a lot of the times is caused by PCOS or it can come from if you are obese or overweight high body fat percentages highly affect your estrogen levels um, high estrogen levels or elevated can come from excess stress, your alcohol consumption, because alcohol reduces your body's ability to break down this estrogen. So if your body continues to create more, but you are consuming alcohol, your body is not able to break it down. So you're having and storing excess estrogen, which obviously, like I said, can lead to all of those bad things you know, mood swings and cancers like I was talking about. So definitely want to limit your alcohol consumption with this. Something that a lot of people don't understand is how much your gut health is linked to absolutely everything. So your gut health, your gut microbiome is absolutely huge in a role of your estrogen. One of the regulators of circulating your estrogen is the gut microbiome. So probiotics can help restore that estrogen balance. If you don't know, probiotics is kind of that Greek yogurt, kefir, anything. There's a lot of manufactured probiotics that you can buy like in different drinks and stuff like that. Those aren't going to be as good as the natural source, but that is an alternative if you say like, I don't like Greek yogurt. I do like kefir, but I don't like Greek yogurt. So I will not be getting my probiotics from that, but that can help restore your gut microbiome. So a little bit more specifically in the microbiome, your gut, um, there's an estrobolome, I want to say. I'm looking at this word on my piece of paper and I'm like, I, yeah, I think that's how you pronounce it. But um, that is the collection of bacteria in the gut, which metabolizes the body's circulating estrogen levels. So this is going to help aid the regulation of all of your hormones, including estrogen. This facilitates absorption of your nutrients. So Another thing that's really controlling all of your hormones is your nutrients. So if your gut is messed up and it's not able to absorb the nutrients that you're putting into your body, no amount of supplementation or eating right could do anything because your body doesn't know how to absorb it because your gut is best. This also helps regulate your immune system. So how you feel if you're getting sick, your different allergies, your food sensitivities, that's a big one a lot of people get really confused about. They go to the doctor and they're like, I've eaten this my whole life. All of a sudden, I don't feel very good. Comes back, they have like a food sensitivity to say like eggs or something like that. 
what that actually is, is like your gut is unhealed. Your gut microbiome is damaged. So making sure you are taking care of your gut. And I will gladly do a whole another episode on your gut, but just some basic things that I can tell you right now is to limit your processed foods. Like seriously, guys, I'm like, and by processed, I'm meaning a lot of our food every single day is ultra processed different coffee creamers sugar-free versions of things are killing you probably like sugar-free coffee creamer sugar-free diet soda zero calorie version things i know it sounds better it sounds healthier but it is full of so many chemicals that your body does not know what to do and it gets caught in your gut and it damages your gut microbiome which then allows your body to be able to break down things properly So it's actually doing you way, way more harm than good. So I encourage you to start reading ingredients labels far more than reading nutrition labels. Both are important, but ingredients are so overlooked today. If you are wondering if you have an unhealthy gut, some major signs of having one, but it can also be a silent killer. You might not not know that you have gut issues, but here are some pretty obvious signs is extreme bloating, gas, constipation, diarrhea, changes in your weight, more than normal, like extreme fluctuations, food sensitivities like I was talking about, which can be kind of paired with allergies. Sometimes people think they're the same thing. They're not the same thing. Um, extreme fatigue and skin irritation. So whether that be acne or like your skin peeling off, anything like that can be an effect of an unhealthy gut. So then besides taking care of your gut, because that's confusing, I know, what else can you do to help balance your estrogen and make sure everything is okay? First of all, I want to preface and say that I'm not a doctor. I highly recommend going, getting blood work done to test all of these. If you even think that there might be something wrong with your hormone balance, highly recommend it. And you can go from there. I'm not going to tell you to medicate or anything like that. There are ways to naturally balance your hormones, but there are a lot of great tools in the medical field that can help you out. So like I said, you won't know unless you go get your blood work done to go check and see if your estrogen levels are high or low or anything else wrong with you. It could be like iron level. There's so many things to be tested for. So it's a really good guide to help you know what you need to focus on with your nutrition and practices. So some more things that you can do to help balance your estrogen is to lower your body fat. Um, Having a lower body fat in a safe way, obviously I'm not telling you to get to like a 0% body fat because that is very unhealthy for your women. Um, Basically, lower body fat reduces the amount of estrogen your fat cells secrete. So lowering your body fat in a healthy way, like I said, relieving stress is also going to be a huge one helps keep your estrogen and progesterone levels balanced properly without excess cortisol kicking in and unbalancing things. I can't wait for the episode on cortisol. Um, Little, please lower your processed sugar and lower your alcohol intake. Both of these are very hard for your liver to process. So eliminating as much refined sugars and alcohol is just going to make your food and nutrients easier for your liver to process it all and get it to your hormones and get it to fuel your body in the way that you want it to. Try to reduce your exposure to synthetic, I'm going to butcher this word too, like xenoestrogens. Um, Basically avoid pesticides. Try to consume hormone-free meat 
less plastic containers and stuff like that, less plastic baggies. If you're taking stuff to work, try to use more glass Tupperware. Um, fragrances are also going to be huge in that. Where it's so you cannot eliminate these different pesticides and chemicals that are literally just floating in the air today. But trying to be conscious of it and lower it as much as possible will make a big difference. And then making sure you're getting enough protein and fiber will help you as well. Kind of get the gut going, like I said. And also protein really is a building block for your body. Wow, I'm talking a lot. I'm My throat is like so dry. I'm sorry if you can like hear my voice like drying. Anyways, let's see. Now let's talk about for a couple seconds because I don't think this is my main audience right now, but in men. Um, men do need estrogen to function properly, but obviously a lot less. Um, if you have higher levels of estrogen as a man, it can be a sign of infertility because estrogen will kind of dominate over your testosterone, which is the male hormone. Um, women have a little bit of testosterone, just like men have a little bit of estrogen. But if one starts to take over the other, it messes with the fertility because men and women are designed very differently. I actually find it really interesting because recently estrogen is rising in men and testosterone is dropping. And this is due to poor diets, obesity, and toxins in literally everything, including the water. Like there is so much stuff in the tap water, no matter where you are in the US. Like there's so many things just poisoning us and even like so much so like women taking birth control is affecting men's testosterone levels and it's just so mind-boggling to go through all of these studies i've been actually obsessed with it recently so yeah that is going to pretty much wrap up this episode i hope you guys learned something from it i learned a lot just researching for it um i had a basic idea of what it did and some side effects that come from it being unbalanced but i got to learn a lot more so like i got to learn all about the estrobolome or biome of like the certain type of bacteria in the gut that control your estrogen like i didn't know that they had their own gut bacteria like that was really interesting for me to learn all about so yeah i'm gonna really really enjoy this series i can tell already so i hope you guys are as well and yeah before i keep yapping on if you guys want to catch up with me on any of my other social medias they're always in the show notes below i appreciate you guys listening if you made it this far appreciate you for real because i can talk and talk forever i feel like so yeah i hope you guys do something this week that lifts you or someone else up and i'll catch you guys next week bye